sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So you, <laughs> right before we went on, you said this derives of Father Tommy. So let's, let's get into that first before we talk about the rise and fall of <laughs> Mel Tucker. Man, the rise and fall of myself, your boy, Tommy. It went all bad, man. I, I had great news. Uh, I announced that I was working at Ford Field, which I did. I worked for one day. I met the staff. I'm, hey, I'm Tom, your new supervisor. Everything was all good until it wasn't the next day. Um, I was unaware, Rodney, that if you work for Compass Group, which I do, I work for Touchpoint through Compass Group at the hospital as a supervisor. Um, I thought it would be okay to work for Levy, which is another company under Compass Group. That was a huge no-no. Uh, they wanted to get rid of me from both jobs. They took me out of the schedule. It was all bad. I went from having two jobs to possibly having no jobs. Um, and right now, <clears throat> um, I do not work at Ford Field. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, they did give me my job back. Um, barely. Um, I have not been paid. Because somehow it's it's a lot of litigation. It'll be a long story. You guys don't want to have a Motown and Coney with me ranting about um, my things and my issues. But I don't work at Ford Field. I do have my job still at the hospital. Hooray. Um, and I have not been paid yet. So there you go. All in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, you walking around that boy like Cuban Gooden Jr. Show me my money. Man, I'm... You know, I, I mean, I understand I kind of got myself into this situation, but I never knew this was going to happen. And then on top of that, um, this was the week where all the big wigs came into my job. So I did have some people to, to vent to and let them know, like, hey, I got this situation going on. So they're taking care of it. Um, I, I work for a pretty good company, but it would have been nice if they would let me work at Ford Field also and work still at the hospital as, as supervisors in both places. But it, things happen, so I'm just happy to have a job. It's the holiday season coming up, so I think I'm fine. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> someone that probably won't have a job in a couple of weeks, Mel Tucker, um, being served notice by Michigan State that they plan to basically fire him, him, and basically... I think he had seven days to respond, but he responded in less than 24 hours, basically saying that this was a male, a huge uh, malpractice of justice, basically, and they basically want to fire him for other reasons. Man, you know what? When I first heard this, when I first heard the whole situation with him, I thought, how can this man be so stupid? He has a wife and he has two children. I think he has two boys. Um, he just made a really bad decision and the young lady that he pursued, um, I mean, she has a lot going on and, you know, I'm not tearing her down or anything. I know she has a lot going on and she's going to different universities and she's talking to people. Um, that just was about the wrong person to even try to attach yourself to. Uh, I just... 
the hairline from the yeah. beginning were, were terrible. Yeah, the headliner was was terrible. And like I said, I'm not attacking her or um, what he did was completely wrong. What I'm saying is, brother, if you're going to go dating or do whatever you're doing, make sure you just do it right. Go get you a divorce and then do dating the proper way, brother. Because right now you're looking really bad. You're supposed to be a leader amongst men. And you you out here just you fooling around. You, you having phone sex with this young lady. I, I wish she would have hung up. I don't know if she even hung up or not. I don't, maybe she had to see it through. Oh, yeah, well, she's <laughs> well, he's claiming, you know, that she never hung up in the whole, um, I think he said, 36-minute conversation. I, I just, you know, that <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> that's what's blowing my mind. I'm like, why she didn't hang up? But because I'm going off of his claim, too, and it's deleted text messages on both of their parts, so they're both hiding something. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. Even if he's wrong, even if he's wrong or if he's right, he still should be fired because like I said, you're a you're a leader amongst young men and you out here making foolish mistakes. There's no way you can come back from this, man. It's like, it, it is what it is. Like you have to go brother. Like you, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. I mean, his job performance that he's basically alluding to a real reason why they want to fire. I mean, he 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 basically got ninety five million for one good season. Well, you know what? Along with them firing him, the money that he that contract is not in void, so that's why he's trying to go and get a lawyer and everything. So basically, he only got for those seasons that he's coached. He's only going to receive uh, a little over ten million. Because once taxes hit him and everything. So they're saying that phone sex conversation cost him $80 million, Rodney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they're like, that's the highest phone sex bill that anyone's ever seen in their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy there, man. I, uh, yeah, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. Um, yeah, I, I just wish, what's the old saying, don't shit where you, where you work at? Yeah, you don't shit where you eat, man, and that's just the worst. Especially coming from Mel Tucker too, which is one of the the few black coaches that you have in the Big Ten and uh and in, in a power conference in a power five. So yeah, that's just he he made a ridiculous decision. And there's no way you can bounce back from that. Like he has to go. Um and he made Michigan State look bad. They already got so many different things going on with Michigan State. And he just, like, piled on top of it and just put a big pile of shit on it. And they, they paid for that, too. Did they just get a shellacking from uh, Washington? Yeah, that was not <laughs> even a game. That was just a bona fide beatdown. I, I want to say it was 38 nothing at halftime. I'm, um, I watched the first quarter and... It was just so one-sided that there was pretty much no need to watch the rest of the game. You kind of knew how how this story was going to end. So, yeah, it it was all bad for Michigan State, man, and and right there, like that, just put the the seal and the stamp right on there that that this guy he from his actions, because we, we were kind of surprised that a lot of the his 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 players that 
were five and four star recruits. They all were leaving, and we couldn't understand why. Why popular players in the organization that thrived and were doing so well, um, they were leaving, and now we understand now why they were leaving because they they already knew the writing was on the wall that Mel Tucker was not going to be there. Matter of fact, one of the four star recruits, um, I think Buff, I think uh, Colorado Buffaloes are pursuing him. So. Yeah, I heard about that in the news, and I heard that he's agreed Colorado, to go to Colorado. Pursuing at this point, if there's, I don't think there's anybody hotter in college football right now than Dion. Um, never thought in my life I would be up to two thirty in the morning watching a Colorado Colorado State football game, but that was must watch TV. If it, if not, not only for the celebrities that was in the audience. Um, I think this is two weekends in a row that Stephen A. Smith was at a Colorado game. You had The Rock. You had Offset. You had Chauncey Billups. You had, uh, God, who else was there? It was, it was so many oh, celebrities. Man. man, Jesus was there. Uh, my mom, your mom. It was a lot of people <laughs> there, man. And you know what's crazy about this, Rodney, is I love Colorado. I like what they're they're trying to do. I'm quite sure Dion next year, year before, year before after that, and he's gonna he's gonna build a, a one hell of a team. This team isn't really that good, and uh, almost losing to Colorado State. I know Colorado State was doing a lot of cheap shots, and they were doing yeah. some things to win the game, but yeah, Colorado State is Colorado not a good best player. <laughs> yeah, Colorado State is not a good team, so that lets you know that TCU. After going to the uh, championship, they're under rebuild. They lost a lot of people. They're not really that good. Um, I know the team they just beat last week wasn't really that good. Nebraska was I'm, not, yeah, Nebraska not team. They're like bottom of the barrel. Yeah, they're bottom of the barrel. Big Ten. That's that's why I'm, I feel. You know, I've been in on Colorado these last few games, but I I, I feel like this week is um, they're coming to Jesus moment. They come back down to earth the next two weeks. Um, at Oregon and then home versus USC. And I, I think this is really not fair. It's really not fair. Whoever scheduled this, shame on you because you got them playing the two toughest teams, uh, and, and especially with them losing one of their big primetime players, um, hence the name primetime. I don't think that they're going to come out of this unscathed, man. Um the only hope is that they can be healthy and possibly put up a fight. But other than that, I don't think they're going to win both of these games. After that, I think they're going to go on a downward spiral. I love Dion, but I don't think they're going to make it out of these games alive. And then the schedule gets a little tougher. I, I just – I don't think that – I think the first three games are kind of fool's gold because I don't fell into the trap. But seeing them go against Colorado State and then Colorado State taking them in overtime, that's not – that's not going to get it, man. Colorado State beats no team in the top 25 at all, even on his best day. Like Colorado, I know it's an in-state rivalry, so maybe that put added a little spice to it, but no, that's not that's not what gets you in the top 25. So yeah. I expect them to be bounced out. Yeah, I <laughs> I feel you. I do feel like the next two weeks will really, will really see what type of team, what type of resilience, um, what type of coach 
Dion is. It'll be interesting to see um, how close these next two games are. Um, I feel like I feel like they both have the possibility to be blowouts. Right. Blowouts and, and injuries. My thing is, you know your boy is not ready. I, I think Dion has said this before too, when he was uh when he was coaching at his last gig. And everybody said, why wouldn't you go against some of these top teams or, or see if you schedule against some of these top teams? And he said, My boy is not ready for those top teams. That's why we don't take on those uh that in the scheduling, because we're not ready. I don't think that that team is ready. I really don't. Um, the first week is always kind of like up in the air, and they really surprised TCU. TCU wasn't really that good either. But Yeah, so just looking at the remainder of the schedule, they're at Oregon this week. And then, like we said, following UCL, USC at home, feel like both of those are losses, right? Right. Then, they, then they have Arizona State. That's probably a win. Arizona State is in a rebuild mode. Stanford is probably a win. They're in a rebuild mode. Then yeah, they're horrendous. Then they have a – so that puts them at, what, five and two. Then mm-hmm. they're at UCLA. Well, that game is probably a toss-up. If I had to pick it right now, UCLA, that's – Five and three. Then they, have, then they have to play a really good sneaky Oregon State team. Think that Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. The duck the Beavers are really good. Think they're five and four. And then then they play Arizona and have been a dumpster fire for the past few years. So I think best case is they close out with Washington State and Utah. Two two ranked road teams. So I I feel like Best case, and they're both good. Yeah, best case scenario for Colorado is six and six. And that, does that get them into a? Uh, that gets them into a a playoff series, a, a bowl. Yeah, being six and six, and I, I like that for them. Um, I hope Dion doesn't let his ego turn it down. If anything, I hope they upset some of those teams. Maybe they can go seven and five. I'm hoping. But six and six looks like the highly uh, likely scenario because they can't afford to have any injuries at all. Um, his son is a really active back. He t- he goes head on into the defense and he takes on hits and everything. He he brings on the hits. Um, I don't know. I'm just really worried about them. So, but hopefully they can bounce back. Rodney, another team I'm worried about. Our Detroit Lions. So, at this point, I feel like Seattle is like their Utah Jazz. Remember, no matter how good the Pistons were, um, they could never seem to beat the Utah Jazz. Um, (laughs) I'm a little worried about the injury front. Um, I do feel like this week is a good – hopefully it's a good right week um, with Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a sneaky, bad 2-0 team. I and agree. They they really should be 1-1. One one. Uh, 
how Green Bay didn't win last week is baffling. So, um, I, I, I need to see that defensive front get home. I know Hutchinson is leading the NFL in QB pressures, but that hasn't equated to um, sacks. Rodney, one sack, one, one sack through two games, and you're going against a Seattle offensive line that was severely, severely plagued by injury, and you only mustered up one sack. I don't know what type of schemes they got going on. When you look at that, it just seems like they're doing a bull rush, and they're doing one versus one or one versus two bull rush. To that line, they stacked the line and they were going right at the Lions. I just didn't understand. You have two guys on one wide receiver and they still like some type of zone coverage that they were playing. Stupid, stupid defense by the Lions. I man to man was last year. They should have stuck to a little bit of man to man, but the zone coverage is not where it's at for us. Them passing off other those jamming a guy up and then backing back and then passing off to another guy where he gets lost and he just gets lost in the scheme. That was the worst thing ever. I went to the game, um, and I also got drunk outside of the game. Horrible defense. <laughs> Horrible defense. Everybody had to blame Dan Cavill about that. I thought the defense was terrible, and I thought those two turnovers were costly. We should have won that game, but the two turnovers were really costly. A pick six out of – out of golf that hasn't had a turnover in so many games, a stupid pick six, and then uh, Montgomery getting injured and then coughing the ball up because of the injury, that really hurt us. Yeah, so I'm not going to say um, this this week they they need to bring it home. Um, We'll, we'll we'll see. I'm not ready to hit the panic button um, just yet. Lisa losing C.J. Gardner, that, that's a huge blow. Um, luckily, um, Tracy Walker, who was really good at the safety position before he blew his Achilles, is back. So, um, really just hoping that that's an even watch. But they, they they have to get Hutchinson some help on the line because Seattle basically did the same thing Kansas City did in the first game uh, where they basically doubled and triple team Hutchinson on just about every play. And I thought that, uh, well, some of, the move, some of the moves that we made were pretty iffy. I was really disappointed that uh, the Lions, we lost uh, Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery's injured. They're saying that he's going to miss multiple games. He's probably going to miss three to four games from what I heard today. Um, I thought that it was some really good running backs out there. I really like Kareem Hunt a lot. Um, I know he made some mistakes in the past. Um, he's seen on video punching a young lady. But he's back in the NFL, back with his previous team that uh, they just lost in a nasty injury, in a nasty, nasty injury, Hub, uh, Chubb. Chubb got injured, so he re-signed for $4 million to play for one season with uh, Cleveland. Lions could have offered him 5 or $6 million to come and play for them and uh, be the backup to Robinson. 
That way we could have had a three-headed monster. I thought Reynolds, he's been doing a good job at wide receiver um, but or at slot. But, man, come on. We we just got literally one running back. Like, what are we doing here, Lions? And you put, that's a lot to put on for the uh, the young rookie who had a couple costly uh, pass drops, too, um, coming out of the running back position. And then they put him to the slot, had him in the slot. He had a wide open uh, – Passed to him in through the middle and he dropped that one, which was costly. Um, I just don't know where we go from here. The defense hasn't been applying any pressure on anybody, on anything. It's just it's it's kind of tough to see where the lines are gonna go from here with this. Uh, uh I don't I don't really get it. I'm trying to figure out maybe they'll do some de- defensive pass schemes or uh defensive blitz schemes. Something, man. It's just right now we're getting ripped apart. You let Tyler Lockett go down there and, and that offensive line go down there and just do a straight-up run-through touchdown. And I think they did it in under, like, 10 plays in overtime. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm still not – Never really been a fan of the NFL overtime rules, but it is what it is. Um, luckily for the Lions, everybody else in the NFC um, North lost as well. So, oh, you know what, Ronnie? That's a good one. That's a good segue to go right into your favorite team, your second favorite team in the <laughs> in the division, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, and they're. The D, did you see their defensive coordinator step down today for health reasons? Um, yeah. Justin, <laughs> Justin Fields has shown no improvement. Um, uh, let me just go through the division. And he blamed coaching today, Rodney. He just blamed the coaches today. They had a conversation with him, yeah. He uh, threw the coaches yeah. under the bus. So, oh man, the blame game in Chicago has officially started. Um, Minnesota looks bad, ugly, mm. dumpster fire, Green Bay, um, blew a game that they should have won. So, uh, still not completely so on this Jordan Love ex- experience. Um, we'll see them in about what? 10 days. Well, actually, a little bit closer than that, right? Yeah. Uh, well, eight, because they play, what, Detroit next Thursday? That's part of right. Thursday night football. So um, that'll be interesting, especially um, hopefully Detroit gets a W. Then they, they're at Green Bay on, on short rest. So. Mm. Man, I... I'm just really – I'm trying to figure out – well, they, they lost Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones was injured. Um, the number one wide receiver hasn't played. A Christian hasn't played yet. So, I mean, they, they got a lot of improvement that they can they can come out and, and, and play. I just really don't believe in Jordan Love, though, right now. I don't think that Jordan Love is a elite a QB. and I think he's the – well, because Fields is really terrible – uh, Love is the third best QB in the conference. 
I still got off of that Jared Goff uh, experience. I love Jared Goff a lot. I think I'm going to put Kirk Cousins though number one though in the division. I know this might sound crazy, but Kirk Cousins has been spot on for somebody that's been passing the ball so much, at least throwing the ball out of the first two games, and even last year too. If you count last year, he's throwing the ball 35 times, Rodney. I mean, Jared Goff can hand it off because the offensive line is a little better. Um, but literally, Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball 35 times. And he's throwing it to Jefferson, too, a lot. So if you look at Jefferson, I think they said that Jefferson has surpassed um, in his short span of years, he surpassed all the wide receivers for the Chicago Bears. In total yards over his short span of years, that's insane. It's in- <laughs> when you first said it, <laughs> uh, I was like, "Really?" But then thinking about who the Chicago Bears wide receivers have been through these <laughs> years, I could actually see that. <laughs> yeah, when I read that on ESPN, when ESPN brought it up as a fact. I was like, no way possible. Cause I'm thinking Marshall. I'm thinking so many different people for for the Bears that been like stellar over the years. But I had to realize the Bears have always been a run first team and they'll get you with the play action and then they'll throw it to Marshall or something or throw it to the tight end. They haven't really had like who was Jake Cutler has a, was probably their best quarterback in the last twenty years. Right. So and he wasn't even great. So when I look at that, I'm like, man, you know what? They're right. Like they're really not a high passing team. Where if you look at Minnesota, their bread and butter has always been basically the throwing game. I know they had Adrian Peterson. I know they had Cook, Robert Smith. And they, yeah, they had Robert Smith. But if you look at the wide receivers outside of a lot of those guys, hey, these guys are home of Carter, home of Moss, home of Diggs. Home of Jefferson. I mean, those are four guys I just gave Harvin. you, but they got a lot more. They got Percy, a lot more guys, too. Percy Harvin. Um, Percy Harvin. Nate Burleson. He was, he yeah. was at one point. And a lot more, man. They got a lot more wide receivers and tight ends, too, that really the throwing game has always been, like, off the chain for them. And they had some pretty good uh, quarterbacks along the way, too. Um I was a huge fan of Dante Culpepper, Brett Favre, when he came from Green Bay. Um, I mean, you got a lot of people that I I thought that, hey, this – and Kirk Cousins, too, to name a few. They got a lot – Brad Johnson. They got some people. Um, I just really was kind of surprised that after all these stellar running backs that they had, that the wide receivers were, have stolen the show – and if you look at Minnesota, Minnesota actually has, like, over all the years, they have the highest passing offense in the past 20 years out of wide receivers, out of everybody in the NFL. That's nuts. Yeah, but as you go through it and you think about who's been in Minnesota, uh, the way their offense is – I mean, like I said, at first I wanted to laugh, but he, yeah, you, you, it, it makes sense. Rodney, this is what I can't get right. 
So we just named all these amazing players from Minnesota, right? We can do the same thing for probably the Green Bay Packers in the division. All the amazing quarterbacks they had, amazing wide receivers, running backs, et cetera, defensive players. Why the hell can't the Lions get a freaking break? I, I was just thinking about that, too. I'm like, these guys are, are – they literally have stellar wide receivers. You're literally going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Like, that is freaking insane. You went from two of the best quarterbacks. I would put both of them they're, – they're definitely in the top 20 if you're talking about quarterbacks of all time, even in people's top 10. I mean – the Lions quarterbacks, nowhere near. I love Stafford. Maybe Stafford. I don't think Stafford's a top 20 quarterback of all time. Do you think Stafford's a top 20, Rodney? Of all time? No. But Favre and Rodgers are top 20 of all time, right? Yeah, and, and I guess the thing that will always baffle me about Rodgers um, and Stephen A. Smith likes to call him a bad man, but the bad man has only been able to get it done on the big stage once. I know, and if, the sad part about it, Rodney. Same thing with Car. Yeah, if you look at if you look at their stats, and then you compare it to Matthew Stafford's stats, not too far off. Like actually, Stafford might beat them in a few other stats. Like they're really not too far off. But a lot of those stats that Stafford had, um, and plus that championship, is with uh, with the Rams. Uh, he had Cooper Cup, and now he has this nice, young, uh, dynamic uh, wide receiver. I, I can't pronounce his name correctly. That's a, that's a bad boy. I watched that guy. I had to pick him up in fantasy, Rodney. That's a bad boy. He's like Cooper Cup times two. He moves fast. He's wide open damn near every time. You can't even keep up with him. He receives the ball. He gets 20 targets and catches 15 balls. That's insane. They need to drug test him. <laughs> <laughs> they need to drug test him, Rodney. Yeah, it's... Mm, now he got me thinking about Stafford legacy. Um... I'm just trying to, like, okay, Brady, Mahomes. I mean, where do you place him, Rodney? Like, where? think about it like this. Stafford has played with some of the best. I, I love, I love, of course, we know who his number one target is. He's played with Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is one of the best wide receivers of all time. If you look at it, people put Calvin Johnson in their top five. If not top five, he's definitely in your top ten. He's Megatron. Like, he's he's built for it tough. But remember when Megatron got out of there, Golden Tate. Golden Tate was already good. He made Golden Tate, like, even bigger a star. He made Kenny Galladay look really good. Kenny Galladay left and couldn't do anything after that. So, I mean, is Stafford really that man? Is he, is he really that guy? And he's doing really good this season too. I know they they they're one and one right now, but that Rams team is pretty good under Stafford. Mm. Like they lost, they only lost by a few points, even though people say they shaved. But it's a new thing going on in the NFL. I want to put this out here real quick, Rodney. 
it's a new thing now in the NFL. Since teams play each other twice, when it comes to the tiebreaker, they're going to go by points. So if you can get the points down to the lowest, that's how they're going to go with it in the NFL right now. So kicking a field goal and they're only losing by seven points, if they happen to win the game next time by 10 points when they go against the 49ers, then they will have a three-point lead and they'll own a tiebreaker, which would be some type of a home field advantage if they get to that point, if they end in the tie. So that's how it goes. So you're going to see a lot of teams kicking field goals and trying to make everything a little bit less in points. Okay, I just wanted to put that out there. Mm, it makes sense. I, I wasn't I wasn't aware of the new tie-breaking rules. Uh, yeah, week, week three should be um, interesting in NFL. Hopefully no more bad football. Uh, I don't know. These first two weeks, a lot of the games have been difficult to watch. Um, the Amazon Prime coverage has been ter- pre-game, during-game, post-game has all been terrible. So I'm not a big fan of Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. So Yeah. I'm not a fan of it either, man. I just... It's worse than Skip Bayless on Undisputed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus, no. Um, I just... Yeah, I think... I I don't know, man. I just think with a lot of these teams, um, you don't know what you're going to get a lot uh, out of a lot of these NFL teams. Um, if you would have told me... Um, and then, plus, think about it like this too, Rodney. Like I said, if you would have told me that uh, Aaron Rodgers would have got hurt, I would have thought that you probably would have lost your mind. Um, got hurt four snaps into the season. That's that's ridiculous. If you would have told me this Falcons team would have been 2-0, I would have told you that's ridiculous. If you had told me Chubb would have had a gruesome injury, I would have thought that that was ridiculous. If you had told me the Lions would have lost to the Seahawks, I definitely would have thought it was ridiculous because the Lions' defense and all the buildup and the hype, it just feel like this Lions team only would have should have lost like three games this season. They already done lost one game. And you got people already saying the same old Lions. If you had told me Justin Fields was not as good as he was supposed to be this season, and he has DJ Moore, he's doing nothing. Um, I would have thought that that was ridiculous too. Uh, Tua coming out, they said Tua was built like a, a stripper in Atlanta. The way he came to uh, practice, <laughs> came in thick as all outdoors, all out of shape, and he's balling. They're two and zero. It's just a, if you would have told me Dallas was going to be this good, Dallas is amazing right now. Dallas um, is amazing. I think Dallas defense has like fifty-one fantasy points or something. <laughs> yeah, like you, you can't tell me the Forty ers look really good too. Like. The writing's on the wall. Um, the Chiefs don't look that great. Like they played the Jack, they played the Jags. They didn't. They didn't look good against the Jags. I feel like they should have lost that game. The Jags had some stupid turnovers, and then they had a couple of injuries um, that hurt them. It just feels like this. I don't know what's going to happen this NFL season, but I do know two things for certain: the two most powerful teams in my eyes that I can see is Dallas and the 49ers, Man. They look really good. One of those teams is going to win a championship this season. 
They look really good. And I don't see nobody beating them. Offense is good. Defense is good. Um, special teams, like, just – and I hate the Cowboys, but Jesus Christ, they're really good. They, they're, it's minimums boys right now. Yeah, their, their defense is unbelievable. I'm still not sold on Dak Prescott being the quarterback to lead them to the promised land. Um, Dallas has been good the last few regular seasons. I th- I think their defense is legit. I I just want to see what Dak can do um, when the bright lights of the postseason come on. Uh, you know what, Rodney? I can see that. All but literally, all this man has to do that offensive line is stacked to the T. All this man has to do is turn around and hand that ball off and not do too much. Um, offensive line has really stepped up and is better than last year. Defense can put you in a good field position, so you can kind of play the field position with the defense. I just – I don't know how the hell we wind up letting them pick up all those stellar players. And then they wind up getting – they got C.D. Lamb, you got Cooks, you still got Gallup. I mean, they, those boys are loaded. I, it's kind of hard to, to even play them one-on-one. Like, how can you even play – any of those guys one-on-one in coverage, you got to put something over the top. And then with Dak Prescott's speed, he can take off and start running at any moment. It's just really hard to even put any type of defense out there on them. The only thing you can do, and it's sad right now to say this, and I agree with you too, Dak Prescott is the weak link out of this offense and defense. Like he's the he's the weak link. You need him to mess up. So all Dak has to do is play it safe, but if he messes up, it's on him. He deserves to be fired. Yeah, because they put an unbelievable defense around you. You basically got your last two offensive coordinators fired and Jason Garrett and then Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore seems to be doing an awesome job um, over in San Diego because he's not the reason why they have lost games this season. Um, they seem to be the opposite of Dallas and haven't been able to find a defense to save their lives. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised Rodney. I'm really surprised. Um, and I see why they went and got, uh, the backup quarterback from the 49ers. Um, Dak Prescott, if you can't do anything with this team that you have right now in front of you, you have an amazing team built around you. You're set up to win. Jerry Jones has went all out, spent all this money. You got to get it done this season. Yeah, yeah, that is a must. Um, If you can't get it done this season, then, um, right, Dallas has to move on. Uh, Hell, if San Diego doesn't make the playoff, I mean, not San Diego, the L.A. Chargers, um, I'm in complete agreement with Stephen A. Smith. They have to move on from Brandon Staley as coach. Man, Ronnie, I'm kind of surprised. Now, I know Eckler got injured. Um, They should have won that last game. But for them to be 0-2 this season, really surprised, man. I'm, I'm kind of blown away. What do you think the Chargers can do to turn it around, especially in this division, Rodney? Um. What what's the focal point? Like how how can they how well, can they turn this around? 
Well, they, I feel like they'll be two and two um, in the next couple of weeks. They're at Minnesota, and then they play the Raiders. So, um, if they can't get right playing those two teams, then just throw the whole season away. I, I like that. I like that. Um, the, the problem is, like, I, I thought the defense would be much better than what it was, and the defense has been horrid. Um, they can't stop anybody in – these teams are putting up like massive points against them. Um, you're going against the Minnesota Vikings. I think they, they should be end up beating the Raiders, but going against Minnesota, you can't stop Justin Jefferson. They're throwing the ball to him like 20 something times. <laughs> he's, and he's catching like 15 balls easy. Um, some of the balls, I, I can't even believe he can even catch. Um, I believe Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the game. It can win you a few games. Uh, that Chargers game is winnable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the defense has not been that bad for Minnesota. They can stop the run. They just can't stop the pass. That's their bread. But they can't stop the pass at all. If you got to – and I think that falls right into the hands of the Chargers. Chargers got a lot of good wide receivers. They just got to get the ball to them. Do you think this falls on Herbert? No. No, you think he's still going to be there regardless, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If, like I said, I feel like he just got a massive contract extension. I feel like if anybody loses their job, it's the coach. Okay. All right. So, Rodney, I know we almost at the end of the show. Can I get your top five power rankings? Okay. So far. So, top five power rankings Um, at... This is Philly. Okay. Four. Miami. All right. Three. I know you're down on on them. I'm a little down on them based on where I had them last week. Kansas City. Okay. Two, Dallas. All right. And then the one, I, I got the 49ers. Okay. I like that one. I like, I like, I love all your picks. Um, only thing that I would do is I would swap that Kansas City out, take them out. And uh, I know that, I know that might sound crazy to some people. Um, man. It's hard to put Kansas City in there, especially after playing really bad against Jacksonville. I'm I'm gonna definitely put I'm gonna put the Ravens in there. I know that sounds crazy. Um, I think they're gonna finally get it together. Um, I, I like Lamar Jackson. I have them at like six or seven in my rankings. Yeah, I decided to put them in there because they just got uh, they just got the tight end back, Andrew. Andrews and I, I don't know. I just really, I think they're going to be better now that they have a stable. I know they lost uh, Edwards, but I think they got a stable running back now that can at least block, which is good too. They got a lot of good wide receivers. It's no reason for them not, and the defense is going to always keep them in the game. I like them a little bit more. And then plus Cincinnati isn't really that good. Um, you don't know what Cleveland's going to do in the division. It seems like the division is a little weak. Pittsburgh isn't really that great. 
just feel like they should run over everybody. I know that's kind of weird to uh, put it like that. And it just feels like everybody's going to give the champs like the hardest shot ever. Like everybody's going to play the champs really hard, which is really exhausting. And with Kelsey being a little injured, and I need a really big game from Kelsey for me to see see them in a different light. Yeah, that's about it. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, I, I can I can I can see that. Because yeah. other than that, I, I'm not gonna put the Falcons in. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not putting the Falcons in my. Even though they're two and zero right now, I'm not gonna put them in there. Um, why? It's no reason to put them in there. I don't even have them in my my top fifteen, which is sad. I just don't I don't believe in them. And I really don't believe in the uh, the Saints. Well, how do you feel about the Saints? They'll win the division, but they're not good. They're just in a terrible division. Exactly. And and people would say like this is one of the toughest divisions because you got Tampa that's two and oh, you got the Saints that's two and oh, uh Falcons two and oh. And they're of course they all done beat up on the uh Carolina Panthers, so that's like beating nobody. Um um, I think the defenses are good on all three of those teams. It's just even the Carolina Panthers defense is like pretty solid. They played the uh, the Saints pretty good. I, I don't know. Do you think that's the best the best division in the NFL? Um, best division in the NFL is the NFC East. I agree. Minus the Giants. Second best maybe. That's tough. AFC West? I can see that, too. I can see that. It's just it's so hard when I don't know what uh, what team you get out of the Commanders. Um, I thought that they would be better than what they were. I mean, they are what they are 2-0. If you look at that, that too, uh, Eric Bieniemy is is balling right now. I can't believe they put up so many points. Uh, Denver. What's going on with Denver? Um, Russell Wilson won't be the quarterback in the, in, by the end of the year. That's what's going on with Denver. I wonder if they can find some type of scandal to get him out of that contract. Because Jesus Christ, it's terrible. I know that sounds bad. I, I'm sorry. I like Russ too. I like him as a person, but um, <laughs> I, I have to admit, Pete Carroll was right. Yeah. He got a man. He can't. I don't know what the hell is he doing. Cause I, I don't want. I don't know how. To, I don't want to say. Sean Payton said he got to quit kissing babies and doing all this other stuff too. I, I think he has an awesome PR guy. Something just he got to change something up. He means a mean streak or something, man. He just it seems like as a leader, he's not vocal. He's not like a vocal leader. Like what can what the hell can Russell Wilson tell me to motivate me and pump me up, and or, or say some shit that's gonna get me violent and, and revved up as a defense and, and ready to do some shit? Like I I don't see it. Yeah. I don't. Mm-mm, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> but the Russell Wilson experiment went crazy wrong in Denver. Yeah, I just. Yeah, it's time for him to go ahead and let it go, man. And Rodney, I know we talked a little bit about college, man. I just want you 
How do you feel about your Michigan Wolverines so far from what you've seen? Um, well, the head man is back this week, so it'll be okay. Yeah, I, I really like our chances, man. Alabama looks like shit. Um, all the teams that Georgia look like crap, too. I mean, I know we haven't been playing the best, but of course we're missing the, the head coach, and we got we're going with different defensive schemes and trying to figure out different things on offense. Um, I'm still going to roll with Michigan, man. I I think it's our year. I think we should win a championship this year. Yeah, I, everybody I, else looks like they. I definitely they, agree. Yeah, everybody else looks like they're they're not invincible anymore. Uh, Georgia doesn't have that allure. Alabama definitely doesn't. Everybody else looks like they just – if we go and we – I believe that we're 50-50 no matter who we play. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. All right, Rodney. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, music. I thought that we were going to get a Drake album, but we got Diddy. We got Nas. How do you like those two albums? And did you get a chance to listen to both albums? So I have listened to both albums. I like them both for different reasons. Of course, Diddy has like a feature on every song. Um, I'm happy to see a Dirty Money reunion. Um, the, yeah, the the features on his album are just insane. Um, right. The Nas album I like because not sure if this is going to be his last album ever or if this is officially his last album with Hip Boy. I think neither one is true. I think we get a Nas and DJ Premier album. I think we get at least one Nas and Hip Boy album again. But it felt for someone that just turned 50, um, it's felt very timeless in such a way. Like you, it very re- reflective of like it's a full circle album to me. Uh, whether sitting sitting with my thoughts, no tears, uh, very very just reflective, and I feel like the beats and the, the lyrics fit fit where he's at right now in life. Now, what you just said made all the sense in the world, and I definitely agree with you on that one. This is not the end of Nas. It feels like it's a rebirth. I can see him working with other artists, other producers. Um, We had the feature with him and Lil Wayne, which I really like, too. Um, I just think that right now Nas is on top of his game. I know a lot of people are like, well, man, maybe he's going to hang it up right now or on going hiatus for a minute. This is not the time to do that, Nas. This album was actually really good. I like it better than the last album. I know that sounds crazy. I like it better than uh, Magic 2. It's actually my favorite out of the Magic albums, and it's probably my third favorite from the six albums he's done with his boy. Right. It just felt like this one right here. He took his time. I don't know if he probably did this uh, on purpose, or maybe he did make some of these songs already 
and decided to put him on this album in that order. But I, I really like this this project that he did. I like it a lot, but I don't like it as much as I like Diddy's album. I didn't expect this from Diddy. This album is really good with features on every freaking track that you can think of. And it gives you 20-something songs of pure fire. And I thought like that. It's a love album, of course. Um, I just didn't see this coming from Diddy. I'm glad Drake didn't drop because this would have been tough for Drake to drop with a great Amazing Nas album and a really great Amazing Diddy album. So I'm happy that Nas. I mean, I'm happy that Drake held off. Yeah, I, I am too. It, it it still gives me something to look forward to in 2023. Um, started listening to Mick Jenkins' album. I really like that album. I know it's been out for a minute, um, but I I got around to listening to it. So. And he's got some feature too. Um, Jig is on there. Benny the Butcher, Freddie Gibbs, and the fact that he has Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher on back-to-back songs, I just think it's hilarious. But <laughs> I wish those guys, man, uh, uh, make up. But I know that they're way past that too. Um, I saw Conway the Machine mention some things, and yeah, those guys are not gonna. Um, ever probably uh, get back together and do any music together, do anything. Real quick. But, uh, while we talking about music, uh, I guess this week was the week of the breakup. Um, Jeezy filing for divorce. Uh, Tiana Taylor and Amon Shepard suffer, uh, being separated. So, um, so it 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 sucks. Um, I know Jeezy has only been married for two years, but Iman Shepard and Tiana Taylor have been. I think they've been married for seven together a little bit longer. So, um, just sucks to to see that. You know what I, I and I think that man, I I really like uh, Tiana Taylor and Shumpert's uh, union man that they had going on. It felt like they and they always discuss how they had like something open. Um, their their relationship was a little bit different. Um, it I really wanted them to work, and I I, I love the photos they would take. Their their children were beautiful. Um, the same thing with Jeezy too, but it just felt like that one wasn't gonna last long too. I don't know. It just it just seemed something off. I didn't expect that that union to come together. So I kind of figured that they wasn't gonna last long. I know that sounds crazy, but you can kind of just see it already. The writing was on the wall with that one. Mm-hmm. It just felt like they didn't they didn't blend or match up together. So um I kind of figured that. And then Jeezy was always here and, and always like in concert somewhere or doing something. And I know she got her own thing going on. So I don't know. It just it felt like that wasn't gonna last long. Yeah, so uh can't wait to see what happened with Iman Shepherd character on the shadow. So Okay, yeah, me. I'm the same way too, man. I can't wait to see uh, both of them uh, progress. And they, they said that they're both friends too, Tiana Taylor and, and Shumpert. So I love to see that they're both still sticking by each other's side and, and making things clear. Hopefully they can reconcile and, and figure out something together. Um, I love both of them together. Yeah. So 
Um, before we get out of here, can't forget to mention um, karaoke this Friday at the Monty Mercer Gallery. Um, we we will have a mobile bartender there, uh, so you can get your drinks of your choosing. Um, so so join us as as we kind of kick off a new era of karaoke. Yes, sir, and I will definitely be there. Um, and we have a good time, man. Come on, slide through. It's gonna be a good time. Fried pickles on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, eight, eight, twelve. What is it? Eight, twelve, eleven. Uh, Twenty dollars karaoke. Uh, start in October. We have a house DJ every. I'm gonna say it's every third for Friday or something. So check that out. Uh, got a live immersive comedy experience on on the third Thursday, starting October too. So, and then hustle class is coming soon. Oh man, okay, man, come check out the immersive gallery. It's a beautiful place, uh, beautiful people. Um, come support your black-owned business. Yeah. So. Um, Real quick, predictions, Michigan versus Rucker. Michigan get the win. Oh, easy. Yeah, they get the win easy. Hey, um, Colorado, Oregon, I think we both have them losing. Um, Detroit versus Atlanta, I think we both have, have them with the W. Yeah, they should take care of business at home. So, I'm trying to th- trying to think. Are there any other big games this week? Uh, Michigan State versus Maryland. I have them losing to Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's really good too. They're they're not for games this season. Michigan Michigan State's gonna take a lot of losses this season. Um. Who else? I'm trying to think of if there's any big time matchups in college football this week. Uh, we got Florida State and Clemson, but I think Clemson has finally come back to earth. So Florida State, I think, will win that easily. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, let's see what Coach Prime can do. And what I think is his first. I mean, TCU, like you said, I think was overrated going into the season. I can't wait to see what they, what happens when they have to travel to a very hostile environment at Oregon. So, yeah, this will be their first true test. He'll definitely earn his his coaching stripes one Saturday. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Football season is back. Yeah. Basketball season around the corner. Hockey preseason starts tomorrow. So, uh, we're getting in that point where all four sports will be going um, at the same time. WNBA playoffs is going strong. Um, The Liberty, the Sun, the Aces, and the, the Wings all advance to the second round. So, but I think we're um, headed for Vegas, New York showdown in the WNBA. And I'm hoping 
hold on hope um, that Candace Parker can possibly return for the WNBA Finals. Right. And right now, this is a we're, we're playing for the uh, Aces Championship. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, the Aces are going to win. They're like the far superior team. Um, beating them in any series, it can be a three, three-game series, a five-game, a seven-game, however you want to put it. It's hard to beat those ladies back to back. I'm sorry, like they're they're too talented. They're too good. They got the best team right now out of all of them. I like New York. New York is the thing with New York is that when they get streaky, they get to shooting. Then I understand that they knock down some threes and they could possibly be a problem. But they can't continue that trend for so many games. Give me the aces all day. Yeah. So on that note, we'll get out of here. Um, Catch us this Friday if you can at the Immersive Gallery, and we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Peace.